0: An hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State, from the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us. And himself, as liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise,
1: and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. Hey guys, welcome to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister, and we have Bob Savage with us. Oh, it must be Monday. It is Monday and it looks like a really nice Monday out there right it's gonna now. It's going to
0: be a really nice week.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How was your weekend, Bob?
0: It was very nice, thank you.
1: Awesome. You know what you know what I saw over the weekend that um we predicted, I think, maybe 2 weeks ago on the show that New York state's uh infection rate would fall below 1% and uh we're down to 0.96% for COVID-19 infections, which means of all the people who are getting tested, which I don't know, um, and Bob, maybe you know this, how many people are getting tested daily right now in New York?
0: Right off the top of my head, I don't know. I can uh, get my crack researcher, also known as my cell phone, on there.
1: There you go. Yeah, yeah. I know it's in the tens of thousands. Um, Of of all the people that are getting tested daily in New York State for COVID-19, Uh, below 1% of them are testing positive. We talked about this uh, a little bit last week or maybe the week before about how that was actually predicted um, to be the case not only for the infection rate, but also the actual death rate was predicted that was going to be less than 1%. Um, And that's starting to become true once you you average out the numbers long-term. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. We won't know totally what the numbers end up being till years from now when they really analyze the data, collect it. And, of course, there's going to be a bunch of wrong data. Um, I saw numbers today that uh, people were publishing about false positives on some of these COVID tests. And some of the COVID tests that – were being conducted and used for publishing numbers had as high as a fifty percent false positive rate, which is just that that's just you know flip a coin you know um and so now they're suggesting if you were tested, maybe you should get tested again, just to be sure um I guess a few other brands of tests had the opposite problem where they were having false negatives. Um, not at anywhere near a 50% rate. Um, So they're saying for the same reason people should be getting tested again, because people took the test, were told they were negative, and they weren't actually negative. Um, And a, a lot of people apparently were taking tests, they were told they were positive, and they were not positive at all. And I think they got that data from the antibody test. They realized when they tested people's blood, um, they're like, you don't have antibodies. You never had COVID-19. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I, I took the test. I, was, I quarantined. I did everything I was told to because I was told I had COVID-19. Never actually had it. The best I can pull up
0: so far is we got 391,220 tested positive as of June 26th. Uh, number currently hospitalized, same date, 951. 244 of those are in ICU. And the number tested as of June 26th is 3,681,317, with about half of those in New York City.
1: Wow. That is a lot of tests. And and that's a lot of tests to say, "Eh, you know, for those who tested positive, maybe you were positive. Maybe not. Maybe we screwed up. So definitely an issue there um and i get I get it they They develop stuff they put together quickly, they tried to sprint to market with it. they didn't do a lot of testing. I don't know why we're not doing antibody testing very prevalently um i I think that that should be the focus because as obviously more accurate um they'll let people know not only if they have it currently but well they they may not have the antibodies until it runs its course, I guess. But would at least let them know if they had it, and give us some real numbers as to how many people truly had COVID nineteen. How many people are we just kind of saying maybe they had it because of some of the unreliability with testing? Um, But you know, elected officials, politicians, big government—they. Don't actually care about the right numbers as long as the numbers are saying the narrative that they want. Right, exactly. As long as it events,
0: advances the narrative, and of course, the 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 upshot of all of this is that this disease is far less lethal than it was originally thought because the this drives down the the death rate.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and here's here's the thing about it. Um, I, I get there's, there's there's a lot of people that don't like Dr. Fauci for a number of reasons, but he himself even wrote in, I think it was the British Medical Journal um, back in March, that he didn't think that the death rate was going to be even at 1%, that would be less than that. Um, So even, I know there's some controversy around him, but even he was saying that. And here we are, and the numbers are starting to dip down. You know, the death rate, I believe... Um, has gone down now that they've done antibody testing in some states to 1.5 percent, if not less than that. Oh no, it's because... less
0: than one. It's way less than one percent, though.
1: Oh, is it? So there, yeah. there you go. It's, I mean, a, it's, it's like 05 percent. Yeah, yeah. So there, there you go. I mean, we're, we're it's basically. We're in this... You know what it
0: is, Andrew? It's basically like a flu. Yeah. And yeah. and the uh, the demographic which is primarily affected is elderly people, people who have underlying health issues, uh, respiratory problems, and so forth, you know, compromised immune function, and elderly folks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing that I think is really important to note. Um, some other states, they're starting to get uh, to their, if you want to call it their apex, their high point. You know, New York had this... You know had this explosion of infections um but once again, maybe based on testing numbers now, Florida is actually at or maybe even above the infection numbers that New York State had. however, they only have a tenth of the deaths that we're having here or had here in New York at that same time so that that's something that I think is really important to um point out is that they have 10% of the deaths that we have, a tenth. Um, whereas, it, and somebody, I, I'm sure somebody's listening to the show and saying, well, doesn't New York State have more population? No, actually. No. Florida has 2 million more people than we do. Yeah. The biggest
0: states are Florida, Texas, and California now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and not only that, so they, they have potentially have hit a similar amount of infections as us. Um, or at least daily infections with less deaths, um, and I believe—and this is totally me making this up, by the way—so somebody feel free to uh, feel free to correct me. But I, I believe that Florida has a larger high risk population because Florida is like a destination state for retirees. So just I, I kind of feel like Florida would have more of a high-risk population. So if that's the case, which I don't know if it's the case, this is me just kind of, you know, talking out loud to myself about this, um, I think by all the factors, Florida should have been way worse than New York.
0: Yeah, well, of course, Florida doesn't have New York City, and that's a major contributing factor. But the the combination of New York City where you have uh, a a large population of people who who have uh compromised immune function <clears throat> excuse me people who are undocumented immigrants who have all kinds of untreated underlying health problems uh and uh, you have a a large homeless population and very very te- you know densely packed uh population density uh, so you got all those factors going on, and then you also have Governor Headcase who's ordering sick people out of release from hospital into nursing homes. Right there is conservatively 7,000 people dead.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I actually heard that on the news right before we went live on the show that Democrats and Republicans have come together demanding an investigation into the governor over that policy. And, uh, you know, the Democrats and Republicans in New York State – um. well, unfortunately, the Republicans seem to agree with the Democrats on a lot of things that they shouldn't in New York State, yeah. but very rarely do the Democrats kind of cross over the aisle um, with Republicans on something against their own team.
0: I was going to say, Andy's so good at making friends. You, you know, and by the way, it needs to be said that Gavin Newsom out in California uh, made uh, pretty much identical uh, order at the same time, but within a day when it was obvious that that policy was going to fail and was going to cause deaths, he reversed it. The difference is what we have is the pathology of Andrew Cuomo's personality, which is he's this big swaggering, you know, chin in the air, you know, Italian American. Uh, and anybody who tells him what to do, he, his, his absolute irresistible instinct is to give him the finger and say, you know, so that's kind of like what happened with the officer who knelt on the um, the, uh, George um, uh, Floyd. Floyd. Thank you, George Floyd. George Floyd's neck in, in Minneapolis. People were standing around. They were saying, "Hey, hey, get your knee off his neck. He's dying. The guy can't breathe." And so, what that officer just wanted to do is just like extend You're the right. middle finger. To the, yeah, you should tell me what to do. Yeah, well, I'll just to stay on him that much longer? Andrew Cuomo. Same deal. Because we saw that same reaction from him when the national highway and trans uh, traffic. Uh, administration told him he had to take down his stupid i heart new york uh tourism signs now i'll show yeah. you i'll just leave them up i don't care if it costs the state 14 million dollars i'll just take leave them up here, up yours that's andy cuomo and so that was that was he was propelled to that same instinct when people told him that the nursing home order had to be reversed well, yeah, no you would tell me to reverse my order i'm a big shot
1: yeah no i agree i mean that's just how andrew cuomo has ran the office how he's ran the state and if you don't like it if you want to see it change you gotta get andrew cuomo out of office that's that's the only way to do it all right guys you're listening to radio free new york we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back in a moment that's right the uh
0: bottom line here don't elect idiots we'll be back
2: you're listening to radio Free New York
1: all right welcome back to Radio Free New York I'm your host Andrew Hollister We've got Bob Savage here with us as well and uh, just before we went to break man Bob you you had mentioned the kneeling on George Floyd's neck and how that officer and Andrew Cuomo's mindset and and hearing people say no no stop you're hurting somebody and just that hard-headedness no I'm right mentality that Andrew Cuomo has and now I just have stuck in my head this image of Andrew Cuomo just kneeling on the neck of people who are in nursing homes saying no my policies are fine and uh, that's just the image I have and I think that's the image that We should all have, when it comes to that executive order and that policy, that people were there saying, hey, this is not a good idea. This is bad. These are the most vulnerable population. This is what happened in Seattle. They were vulnerable. We need to protect these people. And Cuomo says, no, my policy is fine. And then... I mean, we lost close to 7000 people because of this terrible policy
0: and probably more because the uh, numbers are being cooked by the state, of course, to try to minimize it. Uh, The 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 practice was adopted uh, early on in in this meltdown where uh, people who uh, were in nursing homes who were sick with covid sent to the hospital and who died in the hospital, which if you think about it for a moment, has got to be the majority of those cases those uh those people were not counted as nursing home deaths.
1: Yeah, so, no, you're right. That's so, totally right.
0: Yeah, so I've seen estimates as high as 15,000. You know, 12 000 to 15,000. So it's certainly the 7,000 as horrific as that is. I mean, basically that uh, that's Andy Cuomo turning New York nursing homes into slaughterhouses for of the elderly. Uh that's uh That's bad enough. But, you know, if you extrapolate it out, it's probably much worse. But, you know, there's an even more troubling issue than that, if such a thing is possible, Andrew. And that is that Andy Cuomo is this is his style of governance. It's top down. I know best. Uh, I'm going to I'm today for no reason whatsoever that I can discern he announced that, well, you know, because uh, across the country, because of all these COVID figures, you know, that the numbers are going up. Numbers are going. No, the numbers are not going up or they're going up in a way that does not reflect what the media wants you to believe it reflects. Uh, but uh, because of that, uh, we may not open the schools this fall. This and yeah. this is in the this is in the teeth of the uh, numbers that have come out that shown that New York's infection rate, you cited it earlier in the program, the lowest since early March
1: yeah, zero point nine six percent is the rate um, that, that Cuomo was touting over the weekend, by the way, so if somebody's listening to the show and says, "Hey, sounds like maybe you don 't like that Cuomo guy um, you 'd be right, uh, but i 'm using his numbers, so it 's not like I went to some alt right wing website to get those numbers or something those those are andrew cuomo 's numbers himself
0: right. Yeah, uh, It's just it's why would we want to keep the kids out of school again uh, this fall? What, what possible purpose? These kids need to be in school. The universities need to be in session. Colleges need to have kids on campus. The colleges cannot survive without resident students on campus. It's uh, that that case has definitively been made. So, you know, th- but again, it's just this top down governance, Soviet style, if you will, uh, where uh, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna do it my way because I say so.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I can't really think of I, I can only think of a handful of reasons as to why to keep the schools closed. Um, first and foremost, being state ain't got no money. There's the money is basically all used up. It's it's all gone. I mean, we we're running a deficit before this happened. Um, I I don't even know. Where our deficit is right now.
0: Oh, I've heard numbers as high as twenty twenty billion.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it they they probably can't afford to even open the doors and turn on the lights. Um, so so that's that's like one one thought. You know, is is they they're gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do. I'm sure behind closed doors right now, there's a fight going on with the teachers union where the state's saying. Hey, we have to move to online courses for the next decade just to cover the money and revenue lost from COVID. I, I don't know. You know, but I that that to me is like a primary thing um of hey, you know, the state just doesn't have money. I, I don't know. And to that point, the new policy that Cuomo is putting together um in conjunction with Connecticut and New Jersey for quarantining people from other states which may or may not be the right thing to do um i i don't know i haven't looked at the numbers from the states who are doing mandatory quarantines except we know right now the numbers in florida and florida was doing those quarantines with people coming from new york and florida still has the same numbers as new york so i don't know if that policy is actually effective or not um I would certainly welcome somebody to comment or call in if, if they have numbers or something to suggest that the, the self-quarantine policies are actually working. Um, but what the, the self-quarantine policies absolutely do, guaranteed 100%, is tell people, don't bring your money to my state. Don't spend your money here. Right. which is what New York really needs right now. We could really use a, a couple people deciding to come visit, uh, you know, the Finger Lakes or the Adirondacks and buy a tank of gas or two while you're here and frequent um, some of our diners while you're here, um, you get a little bit of takeout, shop in our grocery stores, our small mom-and-pop shops. We need that right now, and now now we've got, uh, let's see, I've got a list here of states as of last week, that if you travel from these states, you're supposed to self-quarantine Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Utah, and Texas. And I look at those, and I go, okay, I, I don't know how many people from those states would be coming to New York anyways. Um, but basically, those people, if they were thinking about going to New York, they're not going. And I'll tell you why, because in about a week and a half, two weeks, I was supposed to be going to Florida and my trip got canceled because of the self-quarantine policy that Florida has.
0: Yeah, Bobby D here at the station, same deal. He's going to vacation down there. But uh, so uh, there's one aspect of all of this that that is definitely unacceptable, and that is the alliance or the agreement uh, about quarantine among the states of New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, because that's unconstitutional. It violates Article One, Section 10. No state shall enter any treaty alliance or confederation with another state. You can't do it. We're not supposed to have these little intrastate alliances going on, because we did that. That happened uh, 1861 to 1865, and I believe that history proves that didn't work out so well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know why I think we're seeing this? I I think we're seeing this because this is what they've been doing all along. This is what Congress does. This is what, you know, representatives from states do all along. They get in their little corners. They get, you know, behind closed doors. They plot together. They work together. They come up with this is the policy we're going to enforce. They do it. It's just now they're doing it openly. They're just showing people what they've been doing all along, and the thing is they've been doing it for so long without getting in trouble, without you know having issue, and the American people just let them keep taking a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more um, that now they're like, why, why do this behind closed doors? Let's just tell the world we're doing it. Nobody's going to do anything, and that's what's happening.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Uh, but it's not the first time this has happened. I mean, there was some alliance back, you know, and basically the impetus for the whole thing seems to have been this uh, this overblown COVID COVID crisis. Uh, there was uh, like a interest interstate uh, buying consortium where they bought PPE and and uh, hand sanitizer and God knows what else. It was all COVID related, and of course the the need for a lot of it was. Uh, proven to be overblown
1: yeah yeah well we saw that with everything i mean we we saw that uh with ventilators i mean and we bought ventilators at what like 600 percent the normal cost yeah and now we just have a bunch of ventilators sitting around yeah they're
0: warehoused we sent them to other states we sent them to other countries and this is all amidst uh, Governor Headcase uh, complaining that the, the Donald Trump was at fault and that he wasn't coming up with the ventilators that the state needed.
1: Yeah. No, it's 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 terrible. And we spent all that New York money. That was all our tax dollars that we don't have. Those, those billions and billions of dollars that we don't have. We spent, we bought stuff at 600% more than we normally would, and then we just had to ship them elsewhere. You know, that's just terrible all right guys you're listening to radio free new york when we come back i gotta tell you what other states have uh, met the quarantine numbers and then uh, we've got some other fun stuff to talk about we'll be back in a moment on radio Free new york
2: You're listening to Radio Free New York.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host Andrew Hollister. Got Bob Savage here with me, and we're just talking about the states. Who, if you travel from to New York State, you're supposed to have a 14-day self quarantine so as of right now it's not like i think it wasn't it new jersey maybe that they said if you come into our state our national guard is going to quarantine you and and all this and then then they got in trouble for it and they they pulled back was that new jersey i think it was new jersey
0: oh, i can't remember uh we do have a caller on the line uh we have craig from utica thanks for calling radio free new york craig hey how are you guys we doing hey, well thanks for calling Yeah, no
3: problem. Um, I was just calling because you guys are talking about the uh, quarantining. And when I saw that last week, I went and I wanted to figure out. um, I forget exactly what I was looking for. But anyway, in my looking, I found an article from March where Rhode Island wanted to keep New Yorkers from coming down to their summer homes. And King Andy says, you can't keep New Yorkers out of Rhode Island. That's horrible. You can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. And now he can keep people, uh, people out of New York. Uh, it kind of goes back to the whole do as I say, not as I do thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Craig, Craig, he also had, uh, he was also objecting to Florida, who had, uh, uh, at, at one point, had imposed a quarantine on incoming New Yorkers.
3: Yeah. And the best part of this is I was reading something else where New York seeded all of these outbreaks everywhere else. So he got everyone the hell out of New York. And then said, oh, by the way, you guys can keep that. That's yours. Yeah. Don't send anyone back here.
0: <laughs> it's right. a, a one-way ticket, folks. You can yep. check out anytime yep. you want, but you can never come back. Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, Craig. Anything else, by the way? Um,
3: I don't think so. I think that was about it. Uh, just more hypocrisy from the king.
0: No, yeah. that never happens. Thanks. Appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Yeah, yeah I appreciate you. the call. All right, Craig's,
0: uh, Craig's uh, line is open at 585-346-3000. Or if you're in the Mohawk Valley or the Southern Tier or wherever, uh, it 552 1-866-552-1009. A free call.
1: Yeah, and, you know, as I look at the initial quarantine list of states, uh, I'll, I'll give that to you guys again. If you're just joining the show, this is the list of states that – if you want to come to New York from the state you're supposed to self-quarantine for 14 days. It's Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Utah and Texas. And the four states, maybe five stand out to me specifically. Um Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina and kind of Texas. Th- those are all states that people like run away from New York to go to. <laughs> Uh, you know. right. <laughs> now, that would be 49 states, Andrew. <laughs> it, it, yeah, but like very prominently, like when you talk to somebody, the only one not on this list, I think, is Tennessee. You know, you, you hear people, hey, I'm leaving New York. I'm going to North Carolina. I, you know, I got to
0: tell you, I don't get that because Tennessee, I lived in Tennessee. Tennessee's a great state, and there's a lot of Western New Yorkers down there. It's yeah. not not as many as you have in Charlotte, North Carolina. But there's a – in particularly eastern Tennessee where the Smokies are, like Knoxville, around there, everywhere is yeah, – yeah, I'm from Utica. Yeah, I'm yep. from Albany. Yeah, I'm from Binghamton. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You, 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 you know, you go down there, you expect to hear southern accents. No, they all sound like upstate New York, you know. I yeah. got to go, get in the car and go to the hospital because I have back aches.
1: Well, it's it's funny because I, I had a friend, I think – I think they told me about this last year. Maybe it was this year. I don't know. It was B.C., before covid um, they, they, they were telling me that in Florida, there's like so many communities of New Yorkers that they actually have like festivals and they'll have like garbage plates down there and stuff special for that, for that festival. Oh, Cause yeah. there's so many Rochesterians down there.
0: Yeah. If you've ever been to Buffalo, you've been to a Ted's charcoal hots. I think they have, I think they have them in Tampa.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just people just flee this state. So now what Cuomo's saying is, hey, you go to that state, you try to come back, guess what? You got to be locked up for 14 days. And it's it's not really being locked up, but that's that's kind of when people hear mandatory 14-day quarantine, even though the fine print is self-quarantine, you do it yourself. There's not going to be a cop at your door type thing. It it doesn't matter because when people hear that that's what they think.
0: Right. They think that there's there's going to be an armed guard at your door uh, for the next two weeks.
1: And that's, see, that's
0: points out another thing too, that there's this, uh, you want to talk about a, a pandemic. There's an epidemic in New York state of enacting dopey laws that are impossible to enforce. And I suppose you can make the argument that, well, you know, if it's impossible to enforce, we just ignore them, right? Like all the social distancing rules and everything else. And, and, you know, you're subject to arrest if you don't maintain six foot Social distancing. Well, who's going to be following everybody in New York around with a tape measure, for one thing? And for another thing, uh, this this quarantine thing is similarly, it's just a basically use common sense. Uh, don't, uh, if you've been exposed to somebody who you know is COVID positive, uh, you know, lay low for a few days. But it's impossible to enforce. And the problem with that is that it promotes disrespect for the law.
1: Yeah. Well, and one other thing that I think is really important to point out here, when you talk about these laws that are non-enforceable, such as social distancing, well, King Cuomo and his cronies in Albany, the, the way they do this is, yeah, they're not worried about enforcing it at all. Because instead, what they're doing is they're holding people's liquor licenses as hostage. They're holding their license to operate business as hostage and saying, you're going to enforce this law on my behalf, and guess what? You're going to pay to enforce it, and if I see pictures on social media of somebody at your bar, not social distancing, I'm going to put you out of business, and you won't be able to earn a livelihood. Well, I mean, it's, it's just terrible.
0: Yeah, real due process problems there because, first of all, when was the, when was the photo taken? Sure. Yeah, Man, I mean, this, I know. Uh, this yeah. is the kind of this is evidence that would be uh that would be admitted in some kind of a trial prosecution for violation of a law and then there would be a trier of fact and uh you know and an interpreter of the law who would decide whether or not your property is going to be removed through the process of due process but just uh, you know like some narc taking a you know cell phone picture of a bunch of non socially distant people in your bar and sending it to some you know ratting you out to some agency there's real due process problems there
1: yeah and i i don't know that in new york if if your business license is pulled do you even get due process i don't know i you know and that's that's the biggest issue i have well not the biggest issue but one of the biggest issues i have with licensing and regulation that has absolutely nothing to do with safety a license that is simply a fee to the crown and albany that says you are allowed to operate your business in this state and the moment you do something they don't like they pull it from you you lose your money your livelihood your everything maybe you get a chance to fight it in court what would you spend 10 20 30 50 thousand dollars to recover your license that you'll never make it back anyways
0: yeah uh we're gonna go to a gym when we come back from break here Jim from rochester's hanging on the line again 585-346-3000 we'll be back on radio free new york with andrew hollister and yours truly thanks for listening
1: Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. Sounds like we've got Jim from Rochester on the line. Jim, welcome to Radio Free New York.
2: Thank you. I just have an observation and like to share a little information with you. Um, I've been listening to your station now for a little over a year and I I really uh, concurred about everything you say. I called the Rochester International Airport uh, Friday. And I asked them a simple question, and I don't know why this is not in process, but there is no on-site COVID testing being done at, at Rochester International, and I'm not sure if any uh, airport in New York State. So what's the big concern about the COVID-19? Mm. Boy, that's, that's a good question.
0: That's a good question. question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for that, Jim. Uh, you've stumped, uh, you know, if, if there was a prize for Stump the Host, you would have won double today because uh, neither Andrew nor I have a clue.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. no, thank you. It's a it's
2: a good question. I think it should be addressed. If, if the Como is so concerned about it and he wants to have uh, not mandatory now, voluntarily quarantine people coming into this state from the, quote, unquote, bad states, then why aren't they implementing the testing right there at the airport? But might you look into that. Let me uh, maybe I'll listen and hear an answer tomorrow.
0: Well, do you yeah, know what? Yeah. Uh, we're going to put an APB out right now, uh, Andrew, right? Uh, we're going to we're going to ask anybody who knows. Uh, uh, Jim, let me just quick ask you before you go away. Did you try calling the airport to ask?
2: Yeah, I called the airport, and I'm trying to, you know, the woman I talked to, she said she was she thought it was a good question and wasn't sure either. We've <laughs> had this COVID since at least one of maybe no longer. Okay.
0: Uh, All then. All right, Jim, I appreciate that. It's a great point. And uh, anybody out there who has any clue about this, let me know. You know what you could do? You could call yeah. our wonderful um, uh, county executive, uh, Adam Bellow, and ask him, uh, well, how come there's no COVID testing at the airport?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That, that's a great point. And I want to thank Jim for calling in and for being a longtime listener of the show you know and i i know that some of the monroe county legislators listen to the show because they'll they'll occasionally text me and ask me some questions or give me a little bit more information to talk about so uh if you're an elected official or or even you know maybe on town council town board um
0: airport director
1: airport director whoever you might be that maybe you have a little more access to the information that's that's a great question to be asking i guess i just assumed that, that was kind of like standard procedure, that if you were coming off of a plane, um, maybe the testing isn't mandatory, but at least it would be offered to you. Uh, Just have somebody but, there
0: shooting you with a, uh, you know, a, a thermal uh,
1: thermometer. Yeah, something. You know, you, I would think that they, they would be doing something. You know, and it's kind of funny. So I, I've been through the Rochester airport more times than I can count. Um, and I could just envision myself walking in the airport and like just having a vending machine there where you put in, I don't know, like a dollar or something, you get your COVID test, you you know, you do it right there. Like, it seems like something that could be so simply implemented. So what, like this arm comes out of the machine and sticks it in your nose, you know, (laughs) just play like a little video at the kiosk, show you how to do it. Your head gets Um, sucked
0: into this machine. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like those uh those little outdoor dog kennels you know at the uh uh oh what do you call them the rest stations on the throughway, you can put your dog in there it's air conditioned you gotta go into like this little phone booth thing get your covid test come out you know um yeah i i guess i'm really surprised that that's not happening and if we are so worried about travel why why wouldn't we be at at the Bare minimum. There are so many,
0: so many inconsistencies about this COVID thing. I mean, like, here, here's an example, and I understand this is a private uh, company and all that. Tops Friendly Markets. God love them. Okay? At least they're not suing the danielli 's right? So I, I, I tend to like going to uh, Tops as opposed to Wegmans because I think that what they're doing to the Danielli family and the Whole Foods Project in, in, uh, in, in Brighton is wrong. It's just wrong. Uh, but uh, it's anti-American. But anyway, I digress. So... You go into uh, tops now. Of course, we we, uh, we had this mandate earlier. There's so many orders that come down from the Cuomo administration. It's hard to keep them straight. But we were told earlier this year the plastic bags. Oh no, 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 no! Plastic yep. grocery bags, bad single use. Which of course they're not. You use them multiple times. Everybody does. But no, no, we can't have these plastic bags anymore because because of the environment. So you go to the grocery store and you get your jug of milk in a plastic jug and you get the uh, pesto in the plastic tub and you get the cheese that's wrapped in plastic and then you get the uh, meats that are wrapped in plastic in a foam tray uh, and then you get to the cash register No, no, I can't have a plastic bag. Uh, the environment because of the environment. Uh, So now uh, what you had to do is you had to, you know, coat, tote your uh, your paper bags that you're reusing into T.O.P.S. to get your, you know, groceries packed. So, uh, but wait a minute. Now, paper bags that you take in are bad because of COVID, so we've gone back to plastic bags. But I was in T.O.P.S. this weekend, and now they're telling us uh, uh, effective July 6th, we're going to stop doing the plastic bags, and now you got to bring in the icky COVID-infected paper bags again. So it's flip-flopped twice, 180 degrees each time on the bag edict. It's asinine. Yeah. And, and oh. throughout this whole COVID thing,
1: that stuff's all over the place, like Fauci and the masks, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've got a couple things on that. So for first, first off... I have yet to see somebody bring in an actual paper bag again. But I oh, see I the do it. paper bags going out.
0: No, no, I do it all the time. I, oh, you I get, do
1: it? Okay, so so one person, you know, that's good. No, I carry <laughs> those paper I, bags. I carry
0: them in the truck. I and then I go. I refuse to buy more of these dumb things. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got them coming out of my ears, uh, and they're a nickel each. And no, we're not going to do that.
1: Yeah. So the paper bags. If you're listening to the show, you have to use it 54 times at a minimum. To break even on the environmental impact of one of those quote unquote one-time-use plastic bags, but really you had to use it 104 times because most people reuse that plastic bag once as a trash can liner. Um, so, so that that aside, it, it's kind of interesting because if you look at why they said to ban the plastic bags, right? Because the Earth is gonna implode in a hundred years or something if we don't stop using plastic bags. So basically, with this whole COVID thing, government said, you know what, Um, hmm. I guess we'll save 1% of the population, but it's okay for the world to implode because of it, like, just later. You know, I mean, that's kind of the twisted logic. They told everybody, if you don't get rid of these plastic bags, the world is going to end, not today, not tomorrow, but in the future. And then they were like, oh, crap, Um, you know what? Uh, it's okay if the world ends, um, because we're worried about this virus that we keep giving you really bad information about, and you know, just to be sure, we'll just you know let the the world die later. Like it's it's just too back and forth. And then the
0: the distancing rules, which you know, you talk to anybody who knows anything about the six foot thing, uh, they basically say that's just an arbitrary number and it really has no validity at all because it all depends on the force with which somebody coughs or sneezes or spits. Uh, Because it says that's supposedly droplet control. So now if we're wearing masks, which are about droplet control, then what's the distancing about? If the distancing is uh, sufficient, then why do we have to have the masks? And on and on, you know, it's just and and if, if masks and distancing work, if they're effective, why can't we just have normal occupancy in places of business?
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree. It's it's very inconsistent. I saw a great um, diagram because I know a lot of people they're they're worried about the masks. And they're like, yeah, you know, the masks can't filter a virus and they don't understand the droplet thing. So there's a picture of, like, a guy who, like, peed his pants. And he's like, see, <laughs> like, this is how masks work. Like, yeah, I can't, you, you know, like, <laughs> this is how I protect you by wearing a mask. And he's, like, given this diagram about, like, peeing your pants and how if you weren't wearing pants, you could pee on each other. But since you are wearing pants, you're a little more protected but still smells bad. You know, just <laughs> this, this really funny um comical explanation of it um but to to the point of if if we have social distancing and people are wearing masks and and this thing and that thing and minimal occupancy and why. Why are we why do we still have infections? Why didn't in just, you know, 14 days it all kind of run out uh, because I, of
0: to, because of covid? Uh, well, really, I mean, come on. We all know what this is about. This is about trying to trying to unhorse Trump to a large extent. This all this is is the you know, the Democrats are and their media lackeys are flogging this their pet pandemic here to make it as bad as possible, so they can. They're, high, I mean, check the national news; it's unbelievable. It's just negative numbers. Oh my gosh, it's it's horrible in Texas. Oh, it's horrible in Arizona. So many people. Uh, no, this is this is just testing.
1: Yeah, and and one thing I I totally forgot I wanted to bring up for you guys. There's a few more states that. New York might say, if you travel from these states, you have to quarantine. And I just want to give you guys that um, because they have already met the criteria. And Cuomo hasn't made the announcement yet. And he said he was going to do it daily. And then he basically didn't. He's just like, I'm going to do this daily. Psych. Just kidding. Not actually going to do it daily. Um, So California, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Louisiana, Mississippi, Nevada, and Tennessee. So if those states get added to the list of states who have to mandatory self-quarantine when they come to New York, that means 48% of the national population would have to self-quarantine. Like 40 per, 48% of the country, um, if you add those. So it's that to me is interesting. I wonder if they decided, oh, we're going to have to readjust our numbers, and that's why they're not saying anything, because – in, like, a week, it'll be nobody can come to New York. And that's that's going to be a different issue altogether.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine, like, a total ban on travel to New York? Because yeah, essentially that's what, you, that's what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely.
0: Well, uh, let's hope that doesn't come to pass. Uh, Andy's already backtracking on whether or not the kids can go back to school this fall. So that's uh, it, it's completely unsupported by the evidence.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Alright guys, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Free New York. We will be back same time, same place tomorrow.